Well, welcome to the Emergent Human. We explore optimizing health and body spirituality and post-conventional living. I'm Michael Osterlink, your host. Quick shout out to my friend, Will Brink, and his new coffee booster called Alpha Joe. It has creatine for its neuroprotective properties, as well as cocoa. I'm enjoying it and have been experimenting with it for a few weeks. It's part of my uh, morning ritual with my Misha's coffee. You can check it out by Google searching uh, Alpha Joe coffee. Uh, and play, play around with it and try it out to see if you like it. Um, today, I'm speaking with Vicki Starr. Vicki, for the most of her life, she found her self-worth in service, activity, and accomplishments. And now she's devoted to living from her truest identity, the sound of her own soul. From CrossFit to six Ironman races, Boston Marathon to an ultra marathon, she stayed on the move. At the time, it was thrilling and fulfilling, but deep down, she could sense something was missing. She was looking for external achievement to fill an expansive void she was afraid might engulf her. Today, we're going to discuss with her her path to discover her true self, as well as her work with women working to explore the same, including an upcoming retreat in Costa Rica, where she'll be working with women through yoga, breath work, time in nature, intra and interpersonal work. Today's show is brought to you by Cosper Scafidi, an amazing body worker in the Northern Virginia area who has integrated different somatic practices, including rolfing in his work. You can learn more about Cosper at www.cosperscafidi.com. And now to our guest, Vicki. It's good to see you. Uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I've been I've been watching you from a distance. Uh, a lot of great Instagram posts, and obviously we're friends on Facebook. And you, your path is fascinating. The work you're doing is great, and I want to eventually get to the retreats and the and the work individual work you work you do and the group work you do. But kind of enlighten us about your path. Like, how did you go from what you're doing, which sounded pretty adventuresome and amazing, mm-hmm. to the, kind of the path now, so adventuresome and amazing. Um, oh my gosh, Michael, I think it really, um, I was born in Florida, so, um, and raised in North Idaho. So my soul has always been drawn to the ocean. Like I knew it deep down in my core. So I've growing up, I've always wanted to live at the ocean, um, by the beach, just experience the beauty. So, um, being in North Idaho is where I met Mark, my husband, and it just really, wasn't my calling it wasn't where I wanted to be so um fast forward a little bit my dad passed away two years ago of COPD and emphysema and it really being an only daughter being an only child like he was the light of my life and it really hit me hard and that's when I Mark and I decided to do actually I convinced him to do the ultra marathon in um, Colorado and Trans Rockies it's a six day, 122 mile ultra marathon and above 10,000 feet. And it was spectacular, but they say that ultra marathon runners are always seeking to find something else. Like they're diving deep into the forest to, to find that void that they're missing. And I truly was, I mean, there were days where I was sobbing and there were days where it was like, on cloud nine. And, and they realized that it was just because I hadn't dealt with the death of my dad and what he went through and honoring the fact that I want to have zero regrets when I get to the end of life. None. I don't want to just sit in the rocking chair and wait for time to come. I want to slide into the grade sideways going, holy shit, what a flipping ride, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So it was from that, Michael, that um, we really, um, really just tapped into wanting to be at the ocean, wanting to be at the jungle in a simpler, peaceful way of life. And that's how we got to Costa Rica. Um, we. But there's also a little bit earlier part of your story because you're also a mother. Mm -hmm. And if you wouldn't mind just kind of talking about like the, you mentioned empty nest syndrome and that kind of there's a also a hole there you want to fill, but you obviously filled it differently than most people might do so. So if you could kind of address that as well, kind of the family dynamics and um, and you know besides the the, the race in Colorado, um, were there moments that your father's death led you to self exploration? that led you on this path that led you finally to Costa Rica? Like, were there, were there moments where it was like a one-time event or like, how did that unfold to you? So two big questions there. Two big questions. Your daughter yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, two big questions. So I have one daughter, she's 25. She actually lives in, um, in Virginia, um, right by oh. you. Yeah, in Virginia Beach. Um, she's amazing. Nice. And six, seven years ago, um, at 18, she left the house, um, to go to college. And, uh, like I was the parent, like go fly the coop, go explore life, go and have your own journey because it's your life. It's not my life. I'm not telling you what to do. Um, I just want you to be happy and, and your way be successful. I mean, whether it's financially, whatever that may be for you. So supporting her every step of the way, I just realized that, oh my gosh, like my best friend's gone. Um, you know, we did so much together and trying to understand that balance of, okay, so now Mark's getting ready to retire in like four years. How do I connect with him? How do I connect with myself? Who am I? And what do I want to be when I grow up? Because now that I've raised my daughter for 18 years, like I have all this space and time in my head for me. And so what's my soul calling me to do? What, you know, so I dabbled in, dabbled in, did the seal fit the 20 X and um, challenge myself that way and challenge myself in Ironmans, challenge myself in, in the marathons and stuff. But you asked what, what, what drew me to Costa Rica? What was that void? Why the inner, the inner draw of, it wasn't only my dad just passing away, but there were moments I had an Ironman race, Michael, where I was up in Canada. We were, um, in the middle of the bike, probably 20 miles into the bike ride. And, um, I looked down at myself on my bike. I was literally looking down at myself going, oh my God, you're doing amazing. This is so cool. And I, you know, and I reflect back on that and I'm like, gosh, what was that all about? I've had several runs in nature just by myself where I've encountered spirituality that just engulfed me and made me stop hardcore in my tracks to where to sit there and absorb the energy of the nature that's around me and to just fill me up and like make my skin tingle. Right. I mean, we get goosebumps from certain experiences. Right. So like there were those moments that another one we, um, so Mark and I moved to California and we bought a boat. We lived on a boat for almost five years and there were times taking the boat out into the ocean and sitting on the bow of the boat and it's cruising. And all of a sudden my, um, I'm dangling my feet over the edge and there's 
hundreds of dolphins surrounding me like pods of dolphins and like I'm just I'm mesmerized and I can hear them Michael just like squeaking and talking and frolicking and playing and I'm like this is so alive like I can feel this within me and that's how I want my days to be that's how I'm going to get to the end of life and go there's zero regrets so So, what I'm hearing you say then is like you had at one point used physical experiences like the triathlon, the 20X, uh, it led to some spiritual experiences and spiritual openings, but that the, your deeper connection is not necessarily doing those kind of things to open you up, but being in nature opens you up. And that's the kind of flow state you like to be in, whether exactly. it's the dolphins in the ocean or in the jungle where you live in Costa Rica or mm. beaches when you live in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yep. That because I feel like looking back, like all those accomplishments, they were really, I mean, they were amazing. I earned them. I did all the work to get there, but Mm -hmm. I just felt like it was, it was a patch. Okay. What's next? A patch. What's next? Completed. What's next? Check off the box. Like where was that enlightenment to where my skin's tingling and like, I'm on, you know, I'm on fire. Yeah. What, what might you say besides the time in nature or other practices that you've done that have served you to look, get your skin on fire, to get you deeply connected to your soul, things along those lines? Do you have like daily spiritual practices and disciplines that you do? Mm, I do. Um, I journal in the morning <clears throat> and my, my mornings change back and forth because I, I also, I, I thrive in the masculine but I also thrive in the feminine. And just recently I found the balance. So doing CrossFit, doing the hardcore, like, okay, Mark, I'm going to get more push-ups than you. That's never going to happen. But, um, <laughs> but my mentality goes there, right? Like I challenge okay. myself and that's the masculine. So some mornings they're encompassed by doing, you know, a, a workout in the patio. Some mornings it's going to yoga where I have this fabulous yoga shala that I go to that, um, is right on the ocean, have the ocean breeze and just connect with, with, with nature and the beauty that surrounds me. So like each morning is different. And I really try to listen to my intuition. I get up, wake up, lay in bed and listen to my soul. And okay, what does it need today? A, it needs coffee. Like every day it needs coffee. (laughs) Does Andrea send you Misha's coffee? So you have some good stuff down there. Uh, we have to talk to her about that. No, well, I have to tell you, we have some pretty amazing Costa Rican blend coffee down here. Actually, I know. I'm sure yeah. you actually that's where all of the stuff comes from over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So every morning starts with coffee. And then whether it's it's a you know, like a pseudo CrossFit workout with the limited equipment we have, whether it's yoga, mm-hmm. but I do journal and then once or twice a week, I do breath work. Um, I've really found such inner peace and such healing from my own trauma, generational trauma that has been stored that through breath work and 30 minutes of breath work that I, I find such peace and such serenity and honestly, the power and the healing transformation that breath work gives me. Can you speak to that? Because for breathwork has different connotations for different people, like pranayama and holotropic breathwork, Wim Hof, and a million other kind of breathwork practices. Mm-hmm. What are the ones that you've done that you do 
and that you might, and you do do with clients and you recommend for very particular states that you want to in, induce. Mm. I heard you say like intergenerational trauma. Trauma, I would imagine requires a different kind of breath work practice than another state you might want to induce or something you might want to explore. Absolutely. Um, well, we have the box breath. I love box breathing, like right before breath, right before bed. I mean, I can turn on the little timer and marks out like that. And so am I. Um, so breath work just to calm, um, like even the, um, the fire breathing where it's rapidly in and out of the nose, like that really stimulates good for before a workout. Um, <laughs> the breath work that's healed me, that has given me such inner peace is a three-part breath work. Um, and it's open mouth and through the, the belly, the chest and out through the mouth. And it's highly oxy oxygenating to the cells to where it's been, um, scaled to where instead of you have like 5,000 hours of talk therapy, you, you have, um, breath work that equal is equivalent to, the talk therapy. So with the two modalities together, Michael, the, this breath work, the three-part breath work has just, it's just released. It's released a lot. And it just gives me such power and such inner peace knowing and realizing that what's stuck and it's usually stuck in the hips, right? What's stuck is maybe not necessarily mine, but I have the power to rewire the brain and I have the power to through my breath, through my own power to release what is stuck within the body. And as you get so excited by that, so do I, I mean, that just, that freaking makes me come alive and understand that we don't need drugs. We don't need psychedelics. Like this is our own power to, our, to heal ourselves. Wow. <laughs> and it, it actually is very amazing because not only historically in terms of like ancient wisdom, pranayama from the yogis and stuff, or even more recently, holotropic breath work from the LSD research, Stan Groff, mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can use breath to access these not ordinary states and do a lot of healing for you. When you go through these experiences, because I just heard you say, even some of the stuff is not mine, but it's trapped in my body energetically. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you know like what's yours? what's not yours because I would imagine because you also mentioned kind of intergenerational stuff and I imagine that through your experiences there's stuff like oh wait this comes from my mother's line or my mother's 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 father's son's brother's cousin you know somewhere <laughs> back in intergenerationally but it's through me it's not it's not me it's through me it's stuck in me like so how do you when you do this kind of work how do you make distinctions between oh that's my shit <laughs> <laughs> that's some other person's shit that's stuck inside my physical body energetically I think truly just knowing my own life's experiences and what I have used to growing up to um, make a safety net around my heart and around my space, mm -hmm. that knowing mm -hmm. that um, I come from a people pleaser as a child, like I really wanted to make other people happy before myself. And I know that that's mine that I have to heal that, that I need to understand that I'm not in charge of anybody else's happiness. So knowing that, like, what have I done throughout my life to, to put the protective shelves around shells around my heart and around myself to keep me alive and to keep me functioning through those times of, of my own trauma versus 
like there's times like I'm not, I'm not joking. Like we're driving down the road and I'm freaking out because here comes a car and I'm swear we're going to, we're going to die because of a car crash. And I think that's generational. Like I don't, that hasn't happened to me, but why do I feel that? Why am I getting so like, and, and you notice it because it becomes in your chest. The breathing becomes so in your yeah. chest rather than relaxed and fluid and flow. So understanding like in my 51 years, what have I done in my life that has or hasn't given me trauma to know what's mine and what's generational, but um, understanding that like, like I can, I I can service myself and I can take care of, of that and, and move through that. And if I can't, and if I notice that I'm stuck, like I have people that I can reach out to that that will help me and guide me and go, Hey, knock, knock, that's not yours. Let's process it. Let's cut the cord and let's move forward. Does body work play a role in your own personal growth and development, as well as your work with other, other people? Body work as far as hands-on either energetic or hands-on like uh, uh, visceral, um, like a tissue manipulation fascia or muscle or working on organ systems or mm, I'm fascinated by that. I haven't, I've only done one Reiki session. Um, okay. Energetically, I felt the power of her. I have not gone deep down that to that hole yet, but like, it's something that's out there that I find that, I mean, it's, it's ancient. It's been around for so long. Like how it can't be, it can't be brand new and woo woo. Like it's been old and ancient and tried and tested through traditions. And so there's something to it. Like in being here in Costa Rica, that there's so many modalities. I recently did through a, um, a llama, I did a, um, a day's quiet retreat in the jungle by the river. It was freaking amazing. I look back and I'm like, I could have done that for a couple more days. Like he, he talked, we sat by the river. He led us through guided meditation. We said nothing for 12 hours, even through Lent. We did, it, it was, it was fascinating. And so I know that there's so many things that are in my future that I'm going to experience because I find it so enlightening. That's awesome. So one, one thing I'm hearing you say is like, you're on a path, but you're not at the end of the path. It's mm continually unfolding as you continue to explore new parts of yourself and I would imagine interpersonally too yes um and how has that shown up for you like with Mark as an example or friends or family um in terms of like you know you're having these openings how do they show up in your relationships Mm. I think Mark this is such a, a good question that's probably a question actually to ask him but um I think if from my standpoint um I believe I see our relationship opening up a lot more because I'm more vulnerable. I'm allowing myself and my shells to open and crack and fall away to where I don't have to make sure that he's happy with what I say. That's his job. So it's made, um, just an example, it's made our relationship and our communication a lot more open and a lot more broad. And, um, and when I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, like crap. Like, I'm okay. I'm feeling like crap. Like, I don't know what's happening. Last night we went to some friends. I didn't feel right. The energy was not good. Like that's not where I want to be. So it's just, I think with our relationship together, it's brought me more awareness 
to what my intuition is telling me and saying, okay, so do you feel this? Yes or no. Okay. This is, this is what I'm feeling. Let's not, you know, let's avoid that. And I like this question too, Michael, because my daughter is getting her master's in family and marriage counseling. So it's, it's very cool. And it's, it's, it's understanding too, that we all have different modalities of healing that works for us working through the molasses and trying to get through the junk stuff to get out of our own way. Right. And so to see her going down this path also, and hoping that, um, you know, she sees more of the, the holistic side of it, um, that can be incorporated into the talk therapy. I mean, I don't believe one or the other. I think the incorporation like the body work, like, um, you know, I've done EMDR too. I mean, that's very fascinating too. the rewire the brain. So there's, there's so many modalities that we can integrate them together to heal. And because our journeys are not linear, like we're ups and downs and ups and downs. Right. And it's learning to be aware of ourselves and what we're feeling. Well, very cool to hear about your daughter because I happen to be uh, trained and licensed as a marriage and family therapist. Mm, I love it. Good profession. Yeah. 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 Um, So in November, you have a retreat coming up. Talk to me about how you've taken like your own personal growth and development as your own personal path and then then turned it into, wow, I really want to help other people, in this case, women, one-on-one or in your kissy retreat as a group, really unfold, discover their authenticity et cetera, et cetera. So walk me through like how that went from this is my personal path to now this is my, my, my public path of sorts mm. or professional path, maybe. I have to tell you, it was on a Joe Dispenza meditation, Michael. I was cool. sitting on the patio here and I was like one of the first times I did Joe Dispenza meditation. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm like, this is, this is vastly different than what I'm used to. I'm not sure about this. I'm like, okay, so just sit through it. Just lean into the uncomfort and allow yourself to experience it. And so within that one meditation with him, I had this huge download of like, frick, if I can feel this good, why my purpose is here. My purpose here is to help other women feel this good. Like I've gone through the shit. I know the struggle and I know how to, to, to use different modalities to, to weave my way in and out of it. And to understand that, that there's so much growth and so much to experience in life that I want to share with other women. So being here in Costa Rica, like it's, 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 I can't explain to you how many different colors of green there are. Like it's so tropical, it's so lush, and there's so much energy and vibrancy in the jungle that it's the perfect place to to tap into healing and inner work. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are the dates in November for this upcoming retreat? So the upcoming retreat is November 11th, 11-11 through the 16th. Um, it's six days, five nights. It's at... Um, uh, Encantada Ocean Cottages, a cute little boutique hotel right on the ocean. It's, I think on a busy day, Michael, there may be a cow on the beach and three other people. So it's very, there's so much solitude. So what I wanted to do is give women an opportunity to 
as empty nesters, as mamas, like I said, we're constantly servicing others, servicing for others and giving our time and our energy for others. I wanted to give them an opportunity to come down here and to unwind, to tap into solitude and slow down. It's, it's, it's the, the way of life here in Costa Rica, they call it Pura Vida and it's the simple life. And so that's what I wanted mm -hmm. to tap into. And um, to just immerse the women into the jungle and the sacred gifts of hiking back to waterfalls and sitting and listening, like just listening. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. I just listen and just be, yeah. 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 Um, is it mostly women from America, Canada, and then Costa Rica and the surrounding uh, countries, or where do you draw most of your uh, participants from? Uh, right now, my draw is mainly from Southern California. Um, okay. I have a lot of women coming. I have five women coming from Southern California, um, and I have a lady and her friend coming from Colorado. Um, so it's uh, from the States mainly. Um, and I... <sighs> None of the, I'm just thinking, none of the women have ever been to Costa Rica. So one of them, their desire is always been to go to Costa Rica. Um, she's actually, actually my naturopathic physician. She's like, I trust you. You're in Costa Rica. I'm coming. I'm like, I'm coming. okay, perfect. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, so I have so many amazing, beautiful gifts that we'll be sharing on this six days together. Um, I, because I'm, I'm, I'm honoring women and I want to honor the local women. Also, I have a lady that, um, is going to lead us in a paint and sip night because community is super important. Women don't tend to have that community as much as men do because we're constantly taking the kids here, doing service for others. So to tap into the community of, um, other women, like-minded women and just sit and be pay playful with paint and draw paint. I can't paint, but there is a lady that's going to guide us. She's an amazing artist. I also have another um, local lady that she is um, a conservationist here. She's a licensed guide in Costa Rica. She, it has been her soul's de desire to be a licensed conservationist here in Costa Rica and to take people on guided walks since she was a little tiny girl. So I have her Great. taking us on a night guided beach walk. Hopefully it's Tortuga hatching season. So hopefully we'll see some baby turtles being hatched. Very um, cool. Yeah, super great. There's, um, I also have a lady coming in to do um, the Vita blue clay. So through the jungle and the rainforest and the waterfalls, they take the, the clay and it's detoxifying healing properties and we paint our bodies and then we go frolic in the ocean. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So there's, it's just, it's, it's slowing down, but also realizing through the different yoga practices that we'll be doing yin yoga, we'll be doing breath work, we'll be doing journaling and tapping into what lights their soul on fire. Like I said, what gets them to get up in the morning now that the kids are gone. What have they always wanted to be when they, you know, when they grew up? So it's an opportunity to sit and listen to that quiet little whisper in our heads that's always telling us, 
okay, let's do this. So what if a, a, a woman's listening to this and she's like, oh man, it sounds wonderful. I can't make it November of this year. Mm-hmm. So two things, two questions. Do you offer other retreats and or how do you work one-on-one with folks? Um, question for the retreat. Um, I'll be holding another retreat next, um, uh, probably February, February, March. Okay. Okay, um, good. 2022. <laughs> I had to think what year it is. <laughs> I don't even know what day of the week it is, Michael. <laughs> um, and then your next question, how do they work with me one-on-one? Um, I have a website, Hot for Holistics. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can connect with me, private message, any of those ways, email me and um, certainly sit with, sit with the ladies or sit with the men and do um, guided breath work. And, um, just, just happen to just like, ah, this life, this life is so beautiful and there's so much energy and there's so much that surrounds us that we should just honor that and grow with it. That's awesome. So let me encourage men who are listening to send their wives, daughters, girlfriends, friends to your retreat in November, or you said, I think, uh, February of the following year, mm-hmm. uh, or if they can't do that, hopefully you continue to do more throughout the years. Absolutely. And then you also said that if uh, individuals, you know, that you work with individuals, so they can also reach to you on your website. Can you give your URL one more time? Yes, it's hotforholistics.com. Easy to remember. <laughs> Easy to remember. Yep. And then you can also find me on Instagram, Vicky Star, two R's. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Vicky. It's been Thank great you, to talk Michael. to you. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You're welcome.